On this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast, we dive deep into all the news from last week's Nintendo Direct. What do we think about Metroid Prime Remastered? What do we think about all the games announced? And are we happy with Tears of the Kingdom and the price hike of $69.99? Find out on this week's episode of Third Party Control Podcast. Let's get it going. Welcome to Third Party Controller Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse P.S. Libra with... Beto Esparza. And... Drummers. Welcome, everyone. We're back here together again. Joe's here. Joe, say hello to everybody. Hey, what's up, everybody? Everyone missed you last week. Everyone's just like, there's no there's no Joe here. I look at the numbers, and when I, I notice it shows like people listening, and then that mark when we say, like, oh, Joe's not here, boom. Viewership plummets. Box office drop. We mentioned you were the talent, you know, and it's hard sometimes when the talent's not here. You know, what do you do? do. That's That's what I do. But glad to have you back. You missed out on a lot of stuff last week, but you know what? So much stuff happened this week that we have a lot to talk about. All the tips, tricks, all the stuff you come here for. So let's get it going. Beto, what's up, bitch? Hey, yeah, not really playing all that much. I mean, I'm playing still a decent amount of Yakuza 7 because I'm getting into it more. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, it's, it's just, it's still a lot of fun. Um, I'm opening up more of like the abilities, like, a uh, adding like, 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 um, summons, like kind of like summons where you could summon mm-hmm. the, the, uh, the boxer, the, the brawlers and stuff that can help you fight. It's when, if I remember correctly, the cell phone service, yeah. when you call people over. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Cause the cell phone service or the, the call service. It sounds like a, it's called Pound Town, and it's it made they make it the flyer looks like it's a um like a prostitute, mm-hmm. um like a, a, a escort service, and then uh, some dude comes in and is like hey I'm I'm he says like a Gary Buster Holmes he's pretty much based on like a, a boxer, and uh and he just like oh, I'm here to, for uh I'm part of Pound Town I'm here to help you fight and they got this they just like kind of a word play on it that's yeah. pretty funny I mean you kind of figured out before before that happened, but uh, it was pretty fun to see that. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, it's still fun. I'm liking it. Some of the stuff is on there, so it's funny. But, like, it's it's a, it's a Yakuza game where it's all, some of it gets silly. When it gets serious, it gets serious. Uh, so it's it's all over the place. It's a, something that's, a, I've always loved about the Yakuza games. But It can balance it well. It's yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, that's, I haven't really played much other than that. I'm trying to finish, the, finish it. Uh, like I said, I think I mentioned last week that I just want to get through it so I can not have to play another Yakuza game because <laughs> fucking Yakuza Ishin's coming up in a couple of weeks and I want to get it over yeah. it so I don't want I don't have I don't want to have much on my my back catalog of Yakuza games so I can get to it because I still haven't even finished uh um uh what's it Lost Judgment 
Yeah. I want to get to that. And I want to get through the uh, uh, Fist of the North Star game that Sega made. Too, I, dude, so. I, I'll forget that I still yeah. have to go through that, too. Yeah, because, I mean, it's kind of uh, not similar, but like it feels it feels it has like a similar feel to it. Yeah. Uh, so I want to get through through those games. Um, so hoping hoping to finish. I'm pretty sure I'll finish it because I'm, I'm, every couple of days, like I play a good amount. I'm, I'm progressing more. So I should finish it by the time it comes out. But that's it for me. What about you, Joe? So cool. Um, I played a solid couple of hours now of Hi-Fi Rush. Yeah. And uh, it's really fun. It's really good. I'm really digging the combat um, and even performing the different kinds of combos, basing it all off of rhythm. It's really cool. Uh, one of the things I think I like the best about that is even when you're when you're playing the game and you're not on rhythm, you feel it. You just, you know, even if it's not, I mean, I know you get bonuses for, uh, for you know, keeping the attacks on rhythm and like your finishes, but um, it it just doesn't feel right if you're just hitting the buttons. Yeah, it's just very interesting how they they've linked that all together to make it feel uh, like very natural as you're playing and um yeah i think i got through the first boss uh and uh it's just so far it's just fucking fun man it's really really good looks great uh plays great i i really don't have any thus far i have zero bad things to say about it like it's just been cool yeah um so looking forward to playing more of that uh i also i haven't started yet but i did download Deathloop. uh i want to play that a little bit uh, never got around and played it when it came out, but it was on uh, Game Pass. So yeah, I want to give that a shot finally. So I've always it's always one of those games. Even at like twenty five or thirty bucks, I'm like, oh, I want to spend money on this. And then it was on Game Pass. I'm like, oh, all right, I'll play it. I'll try it out. Yeah. So um, yeah, looking forward to trying that out. Uh, I think I downloaded a couple of other things uh, off of Game Pass too. I did download that because I heard it's really it's solid. Uh, I want to play uh, the. I'm not a big Lego st- uh, fan, but I do want to play the Skywalker Saga. I heard it's really fun. Oh, that's on Game Pass. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I didn't even see that. Yeah, yeah, it's on there now, so I want to try that out. So yeah, there's some cool stuff right now on there on Game Pass, like like stuff that I haven't messed messed with before. So it's like, oh shit. Yeah. So I'm gonna try those out. Um, Atomic Hearts is like in the next couple weeks, right? The twentieth, oh, yeah. I believe. Yeah. yeah. Hope that's good, yeah, man. Be... I, I was looking for. I hope it's good. Yeah, I'm looking. Like, you hear a lot of hype for it. So, yeah. You know, we'll see how that goes. Um, that's been it, really. No, I think that's that's been it. Jesse, what's up? With, what's up with you? So, continuing my Mega Man Mondays, I finished and completed Mega Man One, and that was a. Uh, it was fun to play, but now, after completing it, going through my first Mega Man game, uh, my first completed Mega Man game. As I said before, this was all. This was inspired not only because I wanted to go through the Mega Man games, but during COVID, Joe went through all the Mega Man games except Mega Man One, and I didn't understand why Joe just skipped one. But after playing it, I'm like, oh, I get it now. Not that Mega Man One isn't good, not that it should be one that you should skip, but if I'm correct, Joe, because I felt it the moment I started playing it, Mega Man One. Out of all the Mega Man games, probably is the one, because it was the first one, that doesn't have the tight controls that you're used to in a Mega Man game. Like, Mega Man has this thing that if you land while still forward, he does a little slide. Not too much, 
But if you've played the, let's say you've played the later Mega Man games, and then you go back to one, you notice it. So I think in those moments, not saying that that was a reason I would die, or I would uh, fall off a ledge, or anything like that, you compensate for it. But once you started, and then I ended up starting Mega Man 2, you feel that, oh, okay, I feel now they've improved the controls. This is the moment where, where it plays better, where it, it's flowing better. Um, still don't think Mega Man 1 is a horrible game, but I understand now why Joe just skipped it. It's not the best, I I, but it's I don't the think it's horrible. No, no, no. I, I, never, I never thought it was horrible. I think it's it's a very fucking difficult game. You, you know, it's, it's one of those ones that is very, very... It's punishing. Yeah. Uh, it's unforgiving, and then the controls are part of that. But also, just yeah, you know, the like on top of the controls, you have the level design. And granted, even future Mega Man games had those issues where it's like, oh fuck, you get you get hit by something, it forces you to kind of like yeah. stutter back, and then you know. Like, but uh, one was one was particularly like, fuck me, man, this thing was 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 very very uh, difficult. Yeah, and uh, and you know, it's it's. It's the first one. It's never, you know, even when it, I don't know, for whatever reason, even when it first came out, even just, like, the, the option of the opponents, it just, for whatever reason, when it was never, like, that, that I didn't care about it, I guess, growing up. Because mm -hmm. I, I, I really started with two, so that's the one I know. So when yeah. I go back to play one, I'm like, oh, okay, oh, this is very difficult, this is tough. And then I, I kind of just was like, eh, I can move on. Oh, but I will say that I did do the cheesing in Mega Man 1. Where you kind of do the pause. Mega Man 1 didn't have a glitch, but it had a thing if you pause the menu at the right time and unpause and repause and unpause. Certain abilities, I think it's the electric ability, especially when you fight the yellow devil, you can shoot the electric beam. And then if you pause, repause, uh, unpause, repause, re unpause, you you do constant hits while the, the beam is hitting. So you've just taken down health. Da, 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 da. Fuck yeah, dude. It's in game. I'm like, because I was like, you know what? I'm going to try it on my own. And it was just constant fucking pain in the ass. And I'm like, you know what? I want to get through this. So I cheesed it and I, I don't regret it. I liked it. Um, But then jumped on to Mega Man 2. And again, like I said, whoa, you feel the difference, uh, especially in level design, music, you know. And so this is going to be the first time I give... Mega Man 2 a fair shake you know but right now you know the music's popping eh, not as much as 3 but you know I'm biased okay I'll be honest I'm biased but so far I'm enjoying Mega Man 2 and I kind of went through already like the first three three bosses four bosses I think uh, as we did the stream because once I finished one I went into two because everyone's like go start two start two I'm like okay <laughs> but uh, yeah no it's so Mega Man 1 down, now we're on to Mega Man 2, so I, I had a good time. It's a lot of fun and enjoying it. Can't wait to keep going for the rest of the year. So there was a game that I ended up getting because all of us are looking forward to this team's next game. I ended up getting Terminator Resistance and started playing that. And I was impressed by it, but I was a little... I would. I didn't. Re I heard a lot of people say, "Man, it's actually a good Terminator game, right?" Because yeah. you're, li uh, you know, license-based games based on movies or a TV show or whatever usually aren't great, and especially Terminator games. You don't hear that many Terminator games that were great. I think the only other Terminator game I could think of that people said was actually good was a Sega Sega CD game. 
and then I hear this one's good. So I bought it and I streamed it and I was impressed and actually pretty shocked that it was basically like Fallout. It had oh, really? the, it had the oh, aspects oh. of just like talking to NPCs, taking quests, going through this, you know, uh, landscape, this, uh, you know, messed up post-apocalyptic landscape and i'm like wow it took a lot including the uh, lock picking too i was just like what the fuck is this <laughs> so i was taken aback because i i just assumed it was like a running gun shooter but a really good one yeah i didn't really pay attention to anything else and i was i was shocked so i was like oh this is this is crazy you know i didn't i didn't know but it reared its ugly head and i hate this i hate it it's not my fault it's not the game's fault i got such bad motion sickness that I had to stop. I couldn't. I couldn't keep going. I was pushing it, but I almost like I didn't. I kind of almost felt like throwing up, but I just felt really shitty. So I had to stop, and I kind of had to collect myself. And was like, hey, let's play something else. So I did. But uh, right now, really cool, enjoying how it is. Uh, I'm going to see if I could find a way. I've heard things like, oh, if you put a crosshairs, because most games turn off the crosshairs in shooters. But I hear that having a crosshair in a game will sometimes help with motion sickness because then your your mind or your eye can focus on the crosshair and it's not as jarring, I guess, is what I hear. Also, turning off like motion blur, uh, I hear is one other thing. I don't know, but it sucks because there's some first-person shooters I could play and some that either I turn or something happens the wrong way I just don't feel good so that sucked so that kind of ruined it but going into Terminator Resistance I I was pleasantly surprised on what I had played uh, did you get did you, I know you yeah, got a bit though but you it. haven't played it yet no. did you ever get around playing it Joe? no not yet I haven't no. yeah it's it's basically kind of like Fallout but doesn't play as shitty or have glitches as bad as it um, <laughs> but what I found kind of... I, I love this in games. I don't hate it in games. Where it's like, hey, can you do me a favor? I left my toolbox. Can you find me one? And it's like, oh, okay. And then you gotta go... You gotta get, get a toolbox. Worst ones, dude. But sometimes, I, I like doing those. <laughs> but, like, if you give me... I, some of them are shit. I agree. But if, like, multiple people are like, my son needs a, a toy. Can you get a toy for him? It's like, uh, maybe, right? Like, I guess the more yeah, you do, the better. Kiss my fucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> or you can also choose comments to be a dick too. So I was like, oh, that's. I don't know how that plays into the game, but if it's anything like Fallout, you can either be an asshole or you can be, you know, a good Samaritan or whatever. Yeah. Um, I I like that uh aspect of it, but right off, uh, uh, right off the bat, someone's just like, that guy looks like Danny Glover, and I'm just like, oh shit, uh, right? It's like there's tropes in it yeah. that you're just kind of like, yeah, those characters are. It's based on this character. It's it's a character from this in the 80s. So, no, yeah. Terminator Resistance, I, I want to go back to it. Also, when I stream, I kind of don't want to... I'm one who will explore areas. I'll explore every nook and cranny. I'll explore every corner and stuff. But when I stream, I don't tend to do that because I want to kind of keep it going. And I was surprised on how... How fall out is how fall outy ish it is, how RPG it is, that I I wasn't expecting the uh, collecting and the uh, side mission aspects to it. That I felt like oh there wasn't enough action. I got to keep action going kind of thing. So, but I think I want to kind of restart it and just 
do the exploring that I like to do in a game. But so far, it's it's cool, and it, it makes me excited for whatever, how RoboCop's going to be from this team, you know? Because if this is what they did with, I'm pretty sure, the budget they had and the resources they had, and that got good buzz, and RoboCop looks really good, that, you know, if it's in that similar aspect or that similar range, I'll, be, I'll look forward to it, because then you got RoboCop doing side missions for pedestrians or something, you know? <laughs> My kid needs a toy. It's just like, I will do that, you know? And I hope that you... Someone's going to say, like, can you get me this? It's just a dollar. It's like, I'll buy that for a dollar. But uh, Terminator Resistance uh, was pleasantly surprised by a lot of things. But I enjoyed it. It was cool. That's pretty much all I played for this week. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. So see you in a bit. past Wednesday they announced it on a Tuesday for the next day and you know everyone was you know waiting in anticipation they were like oh there's gonna be a direct I hear I hear there's gonna be a direct it's like well they usually do it in February but you know there's always chances that are they gonna do it within the first week in the middle or not the first week but the beginning of February the middle of February the end of February but luckily they announced and released a Nintendo Direct this week so that's what we're gonna talk about but before we do Beto, Joe, did you guys have time to watch the Nintendo Direct, or did you hear things on the Nintendo Direct? I did. I, I, I got. I skimmed through the thing. Some some of the stuff. Yeah. Okay. I watched most of it. You watched most of it. Cool. All right. So we're just gonna go through it. We're gonna go through some of the stuff announced and what we thought of this year's Nintendo Direct. Starting off with the announcement of Pikmin Four. Not only did they show Pikmin Four, but they showed a new ice pikmin that freezes things and can freeze water also a lot of people that i know like you know my cousin janice uh liked that there was a dog pikmin but didn't like that uh there was no nose said the the dog needed a nose but there's now a little dog companion that needs a nose (laughs) they announced that they showed pikmin 4 and it's coming out july 21st of this year 2023 did you guys end up seeing that i know i did see that What'd you guys think? Oh, cool. It looks cool. I'm not really into the Pikmin. I've never played one, so it just doesn't look interesting to me. Mm-hmm. But I mean, if it's, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll check out more gameplay stuff in it. I'll check it. I'll probably buy it if it, if it interests me. I think I have every Pikmin game, and I think I've only ever spent like two to three hours on each <laughs> one, and which I need to kind of invest more time into them. But I, I liked what I've played. But, you know, we've heard this. It's been talked about for such a long time. Even Miyamoto said that Pikmin 4 is coming, that he's working on it. So now we're officially getting Pikmin 4. 
after that announcement, they announced the DLC for Xenoblade Chronicle 3, Volume 3. It's out February 15th, and Volume 4 will be out later this year. Bung 4? Volume 4. Oh, they said Bung 4. Surprise announcement, but it got this got kind of leaked like a couple of hours before. But Samba de Amigo Party Central is coming out summer 2023 for the Nintendo Switch. What'd you guys think of that? It looks cool. I mean, I, I've never played any, the, mm-hmm. any of those games, but I mean, it looks fun for, for a while. Wait, Samba de Amigo had actual like controllers, right? For, with, like, for Dreamcast? Peripheral, like, for, for, like, was it Dreamcast or GameCube? Dreamcast. Dreamcast yeah. Did it yeah. have its own peripheral? Yes, it had the little maracas. That I was that's what I was gonna ask you too. Is like, did you ever get around to playing that? Ever? I never Dreamcast? did. No, I never did get to. But I, is this new version gonna come with maracas or no? So far, nothing announced. It looks like you're using the Joy-Con controllers. Yeah. Um, no buys then. No, I won't. <laughs> unless, unless it feels like there's little beads in there. Yeah, yes. <laughs> no, they're or or the, the HD Rumble. Yeah, yeah, the HD Rumble. That's where they can take advantage. They won't. Um, they won't. Yeah, you're right. Um. That's I wanted to ask you, Joe, because I know you were a huge fan of the Dreamcast when it came out, and but I never tried Samba de Amigo on Dreamcast. But when you hear it from a lot of people, they say that was awesome yeah. with the maracas. And when they did, when they ported that game or made a version for the Wii, a lot of people said like it just didn't work. It just wasn't the same. It wasn't a one to one the same as the maracas on the Dreamcast. Um, the Wii version was just like. You know, you would do a certain move gesture and it wouldn't register it. So I remember always hearing that it was negative on the on the Wii version. So, but I've always wanted to play the Dreamcast version. It's just that without maracas, it's like you're not really getting the full experience. I I want to say well, because I believe it was working at Toys R Us at the time when that game came out, or when the game when that was on. Mm-hmm. Or I'm not even sure, but I want to say like it was never there. Like we never had it. Like it, it sold out right away, or I don't like, know if it sold out, or we just didn't have a high. Like there weren't, we didn't have a lot of copies ever. Mm. So, um, and, and I don't think at the time, well, because I, mean, I worked there, I just got all my shit from there. I was getting my games from there, so I didn't really go to like GameStop or anything like that at the mm. time to really like look for anything. So you know, I was just always like, oh, that's. So it really wasn't like I'd see it, but it really wasn't like in my mind again because it's like, yeah, hey, we never have it, so whatever. Mm. That's just how it was with mm. that one. Yeah, I'm just hoping that... Uh, I think the big thing that's going to come out of that game, basically review-wise, is if the Joy-Cons work. Because if it's even off by one... Sure. If it's even off by one gesture, then like it's it's pointless. Yeah. You know? And I could already see people... Like, you can get uh, Maraca attachments, you know, whether it's a third party or a Sega's going to announce it. Um, that would be neat if there was an official Maracas. I'd, I'd pay for that, but... It's just gonna be like a little piece of shit plastic thing, probably. like the like probably the, like the wheel for uh, Mario Kart. I just, I really do hope that the Joy Cons work. In there, I would like to hear reviews saying like, yeah, it feels like the Dreamcast version. If that is like across the board, like every review is like, wow, I'm surprised. It feels like the Dreamcast version. I'm sold. But if there's one that's like it doesn't feel as good or it's off, then what's the point in a rhythm game where it doesn't work as well? Because I agree. They and these are two different games, but the uh, the drum master the drum master game like you can play that with the Joy Cons. I did. It just it doesn't really work. <laughs> it doesn't. It does, like it. It does the job, but it's like yeah. I'd rather have a drum. Yeah. So, yeah. It just a lot. Of, that's the cool thing that it's coming out. 
Now it's just waiting to see if it's actually going to perform the necessary way. So I, I'm looking forward to it and hopefully it does well. Or not does well, but is what I want it to be. Fashion Dreamer was announced for 2023. Not style savvy, Beto. Calm down. It's Fashion Dreamer. You can dress up, design your designs, show them off online to become a design influencer, a fashion influencer. This is the type of game that everyone on my stream was making fun of me about and saying like, oh, you're going to love it. And I said, you know what? If it was a Yakuza version of it, I would totally buy it. But it's not. So I'm not about the fashion dreamer, but I'm I'm excited for people who are, are stoked for it. What do you guys think? It looks awesome. It, visually, it looks nice. I thought the design was nice. Yeah, it did look bad, but I, I, I don't know. Those, those kinds yeah. of games, like, like, because uh, they reminded me of, like, Happy Home Design. I don't fucking care for that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really. That's when I just kind of glossed over. I didn't really watch. Then we heard more news on Dead Cells Return to Castlevania DLC coming out March 6th. Um, we've talked about this before. DLC in the Dead Cell games uh, in the Castlevania universe. Looks yeah. cool. Yeah, it does. That's all I can really say. <laughs> I just hope they come out with... I'm a big fan of like... Hey, uh, I would want to get this, but I would like a complete with that DLC all in one. So I kind of want to wait for that yeah. if that happens. But it looks cool. There's, I think you mentioned it before on here. But every time oh, I, yeah. think of, <laughs> I think of that plagiarism. Yeah, I can, that's also the negative. Is like sometimes <laughs> I want to get that game, but I can only think of that asshole from IGN or ex-IGN employee yeah. who plagiarized that review for it. They also announced Tron Identity coming out in April. It is a like choose your own adventure kind of game, kind of like yeah. a I don't know. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> I've never like been puzzles to too, right? Or no? I think there were maybe something like that. I don't know. I just I, I mean, I'm not a huge Tron fan. Uh, I like kind of those choose your own adventure games. Yeah. Uh, it's just that universe has never been like my my thing i like tron but i'm not a huge fan so it's not like oh i'm excited for it but for yeah. all we know it could be cool yeah one that i'm actually was really surprised like right when they showed the first image i knew what it was a uh, ghost trick phantom detective coming out this summer it was a nintendo ds game yeah. uh, where you are a detective that dies but you're a phantom spirit and you get to control with your spirits objects in the game so it's like a puzzle game you're figuring things out to kind of solve a puzzle in a crime scene kind of kind of way if i'm explaining it correctly but they are doing an hd version uh coming out for the nintendo switch what you guys think it was a capcom game too so was it mm -hmm. that one i had i had a copy of it and it was one of the games i didn't want to get rid of but it was the time i had to get rid of it i had to sell it i sold it and now it's like really expensive not stupid expensive but it's still pretty expensive but i remember having a good time uh with that game but uh, i i thought it was cool that they're gonna re-release it and it's gonna be easier to access more more stuff for a a good game for more people to be able to play basically and not kind of held back by a a high price on a on an older handheld but what'd you guys think uh yeah i remember hearing about it don't the only <laughs> reason i i remember this game is when it first came out uh, Ron Funches, he he said, uh, um, he said something like, uh, "I was very disappointed when I found out that Ghost Trick isn't a, uh, isn't about paranormal prostitution." <laughs> <laughs> also, a game uh, that I found out was 
by the creators of uh, or the developers of Level Five. Deca Police coming out in 2023. Looks like a turn-based RPG mm. game. Uh, visually, it looked nice. Yeah. Uh, someone had said that it looked like a PS Vita game, but in a good way because <laughs> PS Vita had like a lot of great RPGs that no one ever played because not a lot of people had a Vita. Uh, a what? Yeah. <laughs> and that like. Oh, now they're releasing it, but it wasn't a Vita game. But like in a good way, they said, "Oh, it looks like a Vita game." Vita means a, life. It does mean life. Ooh, you know what that is? No, because I, I I speak Italian. Oh, nice. Bayonetta Origins: Cereza and the Lost Demon is out March seventeenth. Uh, we've talked about this one. Cereza and the Lost Cerveza? Demon. Cereza, yes, yeah, Cereza. Cereza. That's her name. That's Bayonetta's name. Uh. Yeah, no, we've already talked about this. It's a little prequel, kind of like a different visual style game. I uh, like to think that this is like the Travis Strikes again. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's kind of like that. Kind of like that. I'm I'm looking forward to it. I'm a I'm a Bayonetta fan, and I'm I'm stoked for it. I think visually it looks cool, and I'm I'm down for something different. But I I find it so weird that so many people are so negative about this because it's not Bayonetta. Yeah, but it's like. But it's not like this is taking over a Bayonetta we could have had when Bayonetta 3 just came out. Yeah. So it's just like, hey, we got another story to tell, but yeah. in a different style. Like, there's more Bayonetta. What are you yeah. complaining? Here you go. It's not the Bayonetta gameplay you yeah. probably want, but it's not like we lost anything. It's weird. Like, I could get it. It's like, oh, this doesn't look like for me. But like, there's like people who are lucky like a... we're even giving you this. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of people are offended by it. I'm like, yeah. why are you fucking mad? Fuck don't, don't fucking play it then. <laughs> <laughs> Don't Fuck share your them. opinion, unless you yeah, have a podcast like, opinion. unless you have a podcast like me where I can share my opinion. <laughs> no, uh, you can have an opinion. Yeah. Like, isn't a fucking stupid. <laughs> as far yeah. as I'm concerned. Yeah, I just find it weird. It's just it's strange. I don't know why it's so much negativity on it. But in any fandom of anything, there's there's yeah. something. Like you just got a fucking, you just literally got a new fucking banned game, and then you're getting us. Uh, now you're getting a, you know, a spinoff. Which more or less, and, and you're pissed because it's not another fucking bayonetta or it's not more. It's like, dude, just fuck up. Like, yeah, yeah. Like, I understand. Like, you're right, Joe. Like, you can just be like, oh, it doesn't look like for me, you know? But, like, to like be offended, like, if, oh, this got can't, like, a regular bayonetta game got canceled because mm-hmm. yeah, that's, that's what sounds fucking ridiculous about mm-hmm. it. Is like, people like, that are fishing about that, like, 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 you could have given us bayonetta four. Yeah. No, no, they couldn't have. Because, mm-hmm fucking three just came out so you know i'm just go back into your fucking caves and <laughs> i'm wondering how well this game will do not because of the negativity that i was talking about right now but i heard that bayonetta 3 was the best if i'm correct i heard it was the best selling bayonetta and actually i think the best selling platinum game oh really and i think a lot of that has to do with the controversy that ended up happening <laughs> Uh, uh, it could be, but also it could be like because people wanted something new from the Switch. It could be a lot of things, right? But anyway, if I remember I heard correctly, it was the best-selling Bayonetta, and I want to say it's the best-selling Platinum game. I could be wrong. could be wrong about the plat- best-selling Platinum game, but I know for sure it's the best-selling Bayonetta. So I'm curious if this will have a an attached base because people, oh, I like this, you know, like, probably, you know, so I- I'm curious. Splatoon 3 is getting its expansion pass DLC this spring of 2023. Uh, Wave 1 is going to be Inkopolis, which is basically taking the first area of the first Splatoon game, kind of bringing it into the fold, and you'll have characters and certain missions and stuff. 
and then wave two is going to be a the side order which is called it's called side order which is looks like it's story based single player dlc so yeah they announced some splatoon downloadable content and then i know splatoon sold a shit ton in japan which is surprising because in japan a lot of the gaming is in the mobile area mm-hmm. but i think it's a, with how much it sold i want to say 80 percent Maybe around 80% of its sales is from Japan. Oh, really? That's how big it is. That's and true. I think everywhere else was less. And I think Nintendo's not happy about that <laughs> because of how low it was. But yeah. for Japan, with how not console-centric they are anymore, as much as they used to be, it's a surprise. Yeah. Not a surprise as in like, oh, they didn't know Splatoon was going to do that well. But it's more of a surprise like, well, we didn't know it was going to do great because of people's yeah. change to mobile ha- uh, phone gaming. Yeah. Uh, more DLC for Fire Emblem Engage expansion pass DLC Wave Two was out that day of the announcement. Fire Emblem for the Engage for the Engage. Sorry, thank you for uh, correcting me, Bethel. Harmony: The Fall of Reverie. It's a narrative. Reverie. 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 It's a narrative adventure coming out June 2023. Octopath Traveler Two. A demo is out today. And that will be coming out soon. I think this month. I forgot to write down the release date. Also, the announcement of We Love Katamari Reroll plus Royal Reverie. It's another Reverie? Cool. Out June 2nd. I'm a huge Katamari fan. That's awesome that they're doing another uh, Katamari game, the sequel, We Love Katamari for the Switch. And other consoles. I'm pretty sure it's coming out to other consoles as well. Any comments on... uh, Katamari? Same. I, I, I haven't. I didn't play them as much as you did, but I did enjoy them. Um, so it's cool that they're coming out with, them, with this, uh, this one. This is a. I love Katamari. Yeah, we love Katamari. We love. Katamari. We love it because yeah. it was a uh, beautiful Katamari or Katamari Damacy. We love Katamari, and then beautiful Katamari, right? Yeah, I think beautiful Katamari was on the 360, if I remember correctly. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I, I remember. I think I played We Love Katamari more than the uh, the other ones. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. Seems cool. Yeah, like another another one in that series. It's, it's I think it's a uh, it was what do you call it? Uh, due for a new one. So those are uh, very relaxing games. It's something you just put on, just roll around, pick shit up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like a screensaver. Yeah, <laughs> no, that's a great game. Sea of Stars got a release date for August 29th. A demo was out that day as well. If you guys remember, Sea of Stars is made by the same people who made The Messenger. And it's their take on the turn-based RPG, but they're taking the um, gameplay as like or the gameplay of uh, if you're familiar with Chrono Trigger, where it's three characters and sometimes you can combine all three or two people's character attacks to do one. Okay. Uh, the demo was out. Didn't get around to. I downloaded it for sure when it came out. I was super excited for it. I still haven't played the demo. I was gonna try to play it today, but yeah. I ran out of time. Uh, but what I'm hearing is it's awesome people are enjoying it it has the same type of gameplay that joe likes in the uh mario and luigi or super mario rpg style where it's uh, oh, okay. it's it's based button attacks uh like you hit it if you hit at the right time oh, okay. you get extra damage oh, okay so it's, uh, yeah, yeah yeah um what's cool about having these demos is someone did say i love those other games and it has this aspect of the right on time but like it just, Paper Mario has that, right? Paper Mario does yeah. have that too. But 
they felt that it doesn't have the punch like those other ones. Oh, so they kind of okay. want to see the punch. Yeah. Which hopefully the developers see that and go you like, know, oh, okay, cool, cool. You yeah. know, like change that up. Because I think that, and especially for like Joe, because Joe's talked about it, that just ki- kind of keeps him more intrigued in an RPG turn-based style of yeah. having, being yeah, more active every time. Yeah. Engaged with it, yeah. Yeah, instead of just like waiting for the commands. And... Yeah. Which, I love both. I don't mind. I love them both. I mean, because I'm playing uh, Yakuza and I play yeah. Persona. I don't. I don't mind. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no. I'm still. I'm stoked. I'm still. I'm waiting to play the the demo of it. Uh, I usually don't like playing demos, but since it's not out till August, it's like okay, cool. I want to. I want to yeah. try this out. Uh. Well, the Yakuza games are kind of like that because there's yeah. one press they have to do. Mm-hmm. So well, no, no, you. Uh, I meant like a dragon. Seven. Yeah. I'm also curious. I remember them saying that this is in the same world as the messenger. So I wonder what I, kind of I connections. Think, I wonder why I have this memory where they said that it's like it takes place in the same world, but like 200 years apart or something. Oh, really? I, that's oh, okay. that. I just thought of that. I'm not sure if that's maybe. I, Watch it be one little thing where it's just like, well, you can be a messenger. <laughs> you yeah, know? that's it. That's all the connection it is. So that's cool. August 29th. Because uh, I don't think there's been a, an official release date yet until that day. Uh, there was also a free-to-play game coming out later called Omega Strike. It looks like a three-on-three kind of air hockey gameplay to it. And that's a free-to-play game. Oh, nice. That's coming out later this year. And I found it funny because it's a free-to-play game, but uh, <laughs> they mentioned in the trailer, uh, pre-order it today. Yeah, I don't like know. Like pre-download maybe? <laughs> yeah, I, no, pre-order. It said pre-order, right. and I'm like, what, pre-order a free-to-play game? Okay. Look neat. Etrian Odyssey Origins Collection is coming out June 1st. If you're not familiar with the Etrian Odyssey games, it's a dungeon crawler RPG game. Uh, these games came out, if I remember correctly, either 3DS or DS. Uh, very popular games, but if you try to get them now, they're fucking stupid expensive. So now they're doing all three titles, all in one. Or you can buy them separately digitally if you want. If you don't want one or two, you just want three. Or if you want two or one, you can buy them separately. But they're going to be all together for one price of 80 bucks, which I don't think is that bad if you're getting three games that are fucking hard to get, especially on a DS system. That's cool. I might check it out. I'm not huge on the dungeon crawler games, but I'm always up for trying something different. Yeah. Advance Wars is finally coming out. One Plus Two Reboot Camp is scheduled to release on April 21st. So, if anyone's not familiar, this was originally supposed to come out Fucking not last Christmas, yeah. but the Christmas before. But because of the uh, war in Ukraine, Nintendo ended up delaying it and kind of postponing it. And it was up in the air whenever it was going to come out. But now, officially, April 21st is its new release date. And I've been looking forward to it. I like the Advance Wars games, so this is cool. Hopefully, with this extra time, they had more time to maybe do some stuff. But maybe not. But Yeah, finally. I mean, uh, it's something I, I've never played, but they always look pretty cool. So I want to try them out. I agree. Same thing. I'm sorry. Kirby Return to Dreamland Deluxe is out this February 24th, and they announced a demo as well for it so if you want to try it out check it out before it comes out if you want to get it or not there is a demo available on the nintendo switch eShop. i was a big fan of the wii version i think it's really good it's fun i never tried the four player on there but i heard that was really fun on there yeah four player tag team and you hear that boy in this part of the direct nintendo said now on to some nintendo online 
and it finally got announced after years of rumors, speculations, people saying we dug into the data of Nintendo Online and found this. It was officially announced. Now, Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games are on Nintendo Switch Online. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, you can finally play Game Boy and Game Boy Advance games. Here are the games announced for the Game Boy. Wario Land 3, Tetris, Super Mario Land 2 6 Golden Coins, Metroid 2 Return of Samus, Link's Awakening DX, Kirby's Dream Land, Gargoyle's Quest, Game & Watch Gallery 3, and the banger of all bangers, Alone in the Dark, The New Nightmare. And for the Game Boy Advance games, you have Kuryun, Kuryu, Kuryun, In? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. The Legend of Zelda, The Minish Cap, Mario & Luigi's Superstar Saga, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3, and WarioWare Inc. Gentlemen, what do you think of these announcements? What do you think of them adding this to the Nintendo Online structure? Is this something that excites you? Are you happy? Do you think this is good including this? Does it give more value to their subscription model? What do you guys think? I feel that it does, but I just want to say why, um, why no Game Boy Girl? <laughs> um, but yeah, it, uh, honestly, like Zelda, and that's something Minish Cap. Uh, mm. That's that's something I I, I want to play, and, and even like um, even though I played a Link's Awakening, also uh, looks fun. So it's definitely like it like makes me want to get the online pass so I can try those games out. Oh, do you not have the online pass in general? Uh-uh, oh, okay. It's cool, mm-hmm. but. I don't know, man. I could be for when I'm, I'm at the point, like when it comes to these kinds of announcements where it's like <sighs> the impact is lessened by the fact that we're kind of already getting deeper into the cycle. Gotcha. I know you want to do things, you know, you want to pay stuff, but I think this would have been a lot cooler like two years ago. Like, mm. been like hey, now it's here. But the way they've like kind of done this, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to say that we're already at the end of the cycle, but it's yeah. like, and what, you know, pretty fucking soon we'll be gearing up for the next uh, console. And yeah, it's just like, here's some Game Boy games. Mm-hmm. So, you know, for those that want to play, it's great. I know, I mean, I, don't get me wrong, there's, there is a market, there's, there's a, a fan base for that, but it just seems a little like late to me. I feel, I understand what you're saying. Because um, the Nintendo did also announce that upcoming Game Boy games are also coming out soon. Uh, later, like The Legend of Zelda, Oracle Seasons, Ages, uh, Pokemon Trading Card Game, and Kirby's Tilt and Tumble. Also, upcoming advanced games would be Metroid Fusion, Kirby and the Amazing Mirror, Fire Emblem, F-Zero Maximum Velocity, and Golden Sun. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Nintendo actually mentioned F-Zero. But yeah, no, going back to what Joe says, I, I, I kind of agree too. Like, as cool as this is, I think it's a little two years too late. Or yeah. not, not just to have it all blown into one announcement when they announce the actual service itself. Yeah. Because what we always know that happens with these type of things, especially with Nintendo, is this is cool. But how how drip, drip feeding are they going to do it? Like, how long are we going to wait? People are expecting certain games. Are we going to get all the games? I mean, pretty sure that we're going to get Nintendo-based stuff, but other games are we gonna get them like third-party games it's it is 
I get what Joe's saying. It's cool, but it's I just I have nothing to play on my Switch, no. so. <laughs> but does this make you want to play stuff yeah, on it? Definitely. Okay, yeah. cool. Like I want to play like uh, the seasons games at Zelda. Mm-hmm. So I got around to actually playing them on here. Now, I've talked about this on this podcast. I go to extremes to be able to play older console stuff. Like I'll mod my my Dreamcast, Sega Saturn. I bought like an analog pocket so I could play like Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Gear games, all this stuff, right? I, I put in the time, the effort, and the money to be able to not only play these games, but be able to stream these games, be able to play these on my television, uh, be able to play them on the go. I am a big fan of like, yes, I took all the time to do this, but if the companies like PlayStation, Microsoft, and Nintendo will actually invest the time into implementing this type of stuff into the whether it's a service or a download i'm always all for that easy access easily able to to get it play it whatever i'm all for it i'm not like oh man this sucks i think it's great i'm always for that stuff and i was surprised with trying it out how many features they didn't announce on the direct because they announced that there was um interchangeable palettes like a visual palette so you can have it look like an old Game Boy you know with a little green uh, pea green image Game Boy Pocket where it's a little bit grayer or a Game Boy Color where it added colors to certain aspects of the games for Game Boy games and there was also filters on the Game Boy Advance but they didn't go into more when I dug into the actual gameplay when I dug into the menu you can actually choose filters that make it look like a Game Boy screen the little uh, square pixels and stuff. Yeah. Like they did that. Uh, Analog Pocket has that. Other emulators, uh, other open FPGA filters have that too. Uh, I thought that was really cool. They, they took the extra time to make this emulation. They like, tried to replicate rep- it. They, yeah, they replicate it. And it's something that you kind of don't really see from Nintendo. So yeah. it looks like a lot of people are enjoying it. And what I played, it was really cool. And not only that, there was the aspect of online co-op with it. So my cousin Janice... Uh, we ended up streaming and playing Mario Kart for the Game Boy Advance, and it worked. Yeah. I noticed some visual stuff, but I didn't know if it was the game itself. I didn't feel like I was laggy. I didn't feel like I asked her too after, like, "Hey, did it feel weird? Like, did you feel like you were it was off a bit?" Or she's like, "No, I feel good." You know, even though like the menu was showing like bad connection, bad connection, it still didn't seem like it was off in any way. But uh, it played well, and that's pretty cool. That's something that, no matter what I have, whether it's an analog pocket, whether I'm playing on an actual Game Boy or an actual Game Boy Advance, the only way I could play multiplayer is, you know, the the connect the cable. You know, you have to have a Game Boy. You have to have the same game. Like it's cool that they have these features. Like they didn't have to go that extra mile. And maybe some games don't work as well. But having those extra features of being able to play other people online. That's pretty neat. Yeah, and the filters were a huge surprise. I didn't think they were going to go go that route. Yeah. So, yeah, it, w- it was cool. Especially, I'm excited for people to, you know, people are so used to playing, you know, Super Mario Brothers 1, 2, and 3, Super Mario World, that I don't think a lot of people have played the Game Boy games. You know, they haven't played, you know, Super Mario Land 2, the six golden coins. So, and those are very different. You know, it doesn't have Joe's favorite, you know, star theme, but... It's still a very unique game. So I think it's cool. 
Hopefully we don't get the drip fed game collection stuff. Yeah. Oh, sure. we will. Oh, we will. Yeah, you're right. Oh, and I had a lot of people telling me, he's like, there's no Pokemon games. And I'm like, you know why there's no Pokemon games? Because one, either Game Freak doesn't, either Game Freak isn't going to allow it or Nintendo's smart. They're not going to just give you all the Pokemon games. They want you to stay signed up to the service. So what are they going to do? Like, let's say six months from now, they're like, oh, cool. Pokemon Red and Blue, right? And then six months later, Pokemon Yellow. You know, it could be, oh, Christmas, Pokemon Yellow's on the service. Oh, and then they'll slowly start doing all the other Game Boy, Game Boy Color ones. Then they'll do the advanced ones, but they're going to drip feed those as far as they can because they want you to stay on that service. The most important thing is they want you to keep paying for it. And what's the point of giving you all the Pokemon games when they could do it as far out as they can? To me, probably one of the biggest surprises on the Nintendo Direct, uh, again, another title that has been rumored, annoyingly rumored, every Direct, it's going to get announced, guys, it's going to get announced, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be, but they announced Metroid Prime Remastered out that day digitally or physically on February 22nd. Beto, Joe, what did you think when you saw Metroid Prime Remastered? My response to that was, again, cool. Uh, love the price point, right? It was $39? Mm-hmm. $39.99. Uh, very, very, very cool. Uh, can't help but feel, again, just like I felt about the Game Boy uh, features, <laughs> is it's a little late. It's mm-hmm. a little too late. Not that it's not going to get purchased. Like, And I, and I honestly, like... I do want it. I think I'm going to get it. Mm-hmm. Um, especially at the price point. The price point kind of, I guess for me, brings it back. I'm like, oh, fuck, that's a really good price point. Um, again, this would have been so much cooler even a year ago. Yeah. Or like after the announcement of Metroid Prime 4, right? Mm-hmm. And dropping it like then, you know, well, 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 should they announce Metroid Prime 4 like in 2018, 2017, something like that? So, yeah. It was a long time ago. So, I mean, but an announcement would have been cool, you know, maybe not, not going back that far, but like maybe 2020 and I know COVID and everything happened, but it just feels like a little too late. I don't want to say too late, but it just felt like they missed their opportunity for this to be like bigger than it, it could be. Mm-hmm. Could have been. Yeah. I always thought it was going to be like a Metro Prime trilogy that they were going to release. Those were always the rumors, yeah. you know? I think it falls into the fact like before we got Smash Ultimate, uh, because we got Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, people were just like, oh, okay, just port over Wii U. Just call it Super Smash Bros. Switch. And then people were just seeing like, oh, Metro Prime Trilogy, just port it over. Yeah. Right? Um, I always think that was just rumors that just became like everyone was waiting for it for such a long time. But no, I get what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's cool. It, it's it's cool that they just dropped it that day. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm still, I, I'd still wait for a physical Yeah, copy, me too. Because that's what I, I'd want to collect. When they teased it, I was like, oh, cool. I'm like, oh, man, is it just the first one? 
I'm like, ah, oh, those. My first thought was like, oh, these assholes. They're just releasing the first one. They're gonna drip feed the all three or whatever. And then like when it, the trailer kept going, I was like, wait, this doesn't look like it. Like it looks better. I'm like, oh yeah. shit, they remastered this. And uh-huh. like, yeah, I could tell because I played a ton of Metroid Prime when it came out on GameCube. Yeah. I love, I love that game. It's great. And I played even. I have the trilogy for Wii. Yeah, I just knew right away. I'm like, oh, they they completely remastered it. So what I'm hearing from people who are playing it right now is that it feels they they mapped everything just like a shooter on your controller. So it it feels great. It has dual stick controls. A lot of people are enjoying it. A lot of people are, are digging it and early playthroughs are positive. So that's a cool thing. Uh, I understand what Joe's saying by by talking about like it would have been more impressive like a year or two ago. Which I don't disagree, uh, but it would it would have sucked because <laughs> it would have been like we're announcing Metroid Prime Four. Here's Metroid Prime Remastered, and then like we w- were waiting all this time for like okay when four got delayed and then all well, this stuff. But then we we ended up getting dread, so it would have filled the bubble too. So it, it would have been good either way, but it it would have been fine. I just yeah, I, I just think too, though, and then like having this wait. Having it be this long and mm. then only re- and un- and I know it's remastered, but only releasing the first game also kind of just it irritates me a little bit. I don't mm. want to say irritates already. Just like again, missed opportunity where it would have been like, yo, Metroid Prime, you know, Metro Prime trilogy remastered. You know, here's the entire trilogy. And I know people are gonna go, well, that takes a lot of work. It does, but like. It's not like they haven't had time. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, they haven't. They've had time. So, you know, yeah, I know. It just just comes off as a missed... I think it's a missed opportunity. I mean, I really Mm. feel like with this much time, again, it goes back to, like, what are you guys doing? (laughs) You know, like, what what have you been doing? I know they're working on stuff. I know you bring up Dread. I know there's a lot of stuff they're working on, but I'm like... You know, we're talking about a remaster, not a remake. Mm-hmm. I don't think, you know, it would have been out of the realm if they really wanted to put the time and effort. They could have done the trilogy and been like, here's the trilogy remastered. So what I hear about... Okay, now the, on the, what I'm going to be talking about right now is all rumors. But I think this this one, before I get into the rumors pot, the reason why all three weren't remastered is the only problem is the third one. The third one was a Wii title. And that would... Uh, you know, it takes time. Even with this first one that got remastered, you know, that takes time. And the second one was just a sequel to the GameCube version, which would have taken as much time as this this remaster of the first one. But I think it was going to be more time and effort into the third one because that one was a Wii version, and that one was completely different because it implemented the motion controls. And you're probably going, well, there's, there's the Joy-Con stuff, so it would be a one-on-one thing. It's like, true but if we're gonna follow the 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 way of just making it more of a a run and gun kind of shooter gameplay there's different animations because before that i remember i didn't really get into to metroid prime 3 there was a lot of animations of going putting your hand in going forward turning now you have to reconstruct all that stuff and do it completely different because we're not we're not going to force bethel into doing the motion stuff we're gonna we're gonna map this differently so not that they couldn't have done trilogy but three would have been the one they that would have had the most work put into it because they have to rechange they have to change everything about it because they're not just going to force the uh you know the the what we've always talked about with the wii which was the forced waggle implementation the the gimmick stuff you know like oh this is on wii now so we have to have this that one would have been the one that had more work put into it 
not that they can't do it it's just that's the one where this is going to take longer because we have to change a lot more than that than we have to do with one and two but yeah, i would i would understand and i guess i would be a little bit more empathetic with just hey this is the only one if it wasn't again for the amount of time that has passed that they could have been working on this that it's been rumored that everything's been going on and uh-huh. it just seems to me like yeah just for me it just seems like it, it could have been done yeah. um but you know it wasn't it is what it is i and i just feel like no 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 at the end of the day i just think it's a, it's a missed opportunity that they mm. could have they could have uh knocked it out of the park on yeah now I'm gonna get into the rumors, so take this with a grain of salt. But these are some of the things that are going around, and I guess the news source from it is a reliable source. For a lot of the reasons for Metro Prime 4 taking so long, is yes, there was someone else working on it. It wasn't Retro Studios, uh, and then Retro ended up getting it later. So now development has to start over. The rumor is that a lot of stuff is having to be redone again because. A lot of people don't know this unless you really get into games. A lot of the times it's not about what the developer wants to make. It's not about what the fans want. It's what the investors want. I guess with, and we just talked about it, with the success and not success outside of Japan of Splatoon 3, a lot of investors are upset that a lot of our favorite Microtrans Jacksons there was a lot lost by not having that in Splatoon. So Nintendo's not known for milking stuff like that, but a lot of investors are upset. So a lot of the rumors that are going on right now is that a lot of that stuff is going to get forced into Metroid Prime 4 and that the focus of Metroid Prime 4 now is not really just a single player game, but we might get a four player cooperative live service game. That's the rumor. And again, it's from a reliable source, but I also say take it with a grain of salt because I'm not sure if that's true, but I wouldn't be surprised if investors... Investors influence a lot of things. It's not about what developers or fans want. It's about what investors want. So that's one of the rumors. And maybe that might be a lot of the reasons why it's taking so long. Besides it going back to retro. If that's true, that fucking sucks. You know, but I'm hoping with the recent Joe, you weren't here last week to talk about it, but the recent live services that closed down all those multiple live services. Yeah, a lot of them are. Hopefully that makes them scared. And it's like, but then if that happens and they're like, okay, let's, let's, let's go back from this and let's, let's not do this. Cause if it's not working on these big, big consoles, how's it going to work on our console type of thing? But then that means that Metroid Prime 4 might just get even pushed farther. So, but again, again, rumor, rumor, rumor. Not sure if that's true. But yeah, I don't disagree with you, Joe. It would have been cooler earlier during, uh, especially for last year. Because uh, I know that both you and, and Bethel last year, not that there wasn't a lot of stuff for Switch, but there wasn't a lot of stuff you guys were excited for. And this probably could have been something that, that you know, filled the, the gap that you guys needed. Like, oh, at least yeah. there's something, you know, that you guys, I don't yeah, think I you, agree. you never got, did you ever play, I know you played it, but did you ever play and beat Prime on GameCube, Joe? No. Beto? I never really play it. All right, so that would have been cool, and it, and it would have implemented like some things that are that I'm hearing from people make it feel like a really like a new game. So, yeah. Next, Master Detective Archives Rain Code coming out June 30th from the. It looks like from the people of uh, Dangam Rampa. 
those type of games. Uh, that's a game coming out for Switch, which looks cool. We have another remaster, Baton Kratos 1 and 2 HD remaster coming out summer 2023. This was a GameCube game, which was a turn-based card RPG. Uh, that's another title that is uh, super expensive if you try to buy those games separately. But uh, it's pretty cool that they are releasing that. Fantasy Life I, The Girl Who Stole Time, is coming out in 2023. It's a kind of Animal Crossing, I want to say farming, adventure, hack and slash game kind of thing where you live in a town, I think. I've never gone into the uh, Fantasy Life, but I heard a lot of people enjoyed it. So that's coming out sometime in 2023. Super excited. They announced this. And I know, Bethel, you're going to be excited because I know you're a small fan of it, but you're going to be excited for this title because it's, it's in your um, area. Professor Layton is back, ladies and gentlemen, and Professor Layton is coming back in a new title called Professor Layton and the New World of Steam. Bethel loves steampunks. Fuck yeah. Yeah, but like Professor Layton's back. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I have only played one Professor Layton game, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and there was uh, one with his daughter, right? I hear it was pretty yeah. good. I want to mm -hmm. try it out. But yeah, those, those games are a lot of fun. Just puzzle games. And just the, yeah. Dub games. I've played them. They're fun games. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm definitely looking in, uh, looking forward to and interested in this one. Those were always like brain stumper. Really like, oh, you, when you figure Some out the puzzle, like, you're like, you idiot, of course. Idiot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you, oh, I hate the ones you overthink is the simplest thing. You're yeah. like, you're fucking dumb. <laughs> but it's fun. Those are great games. Oh, yeah. The new booster course for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, uh, Wave 4, coming out spring 2023. You know, at first, when they talked about adding more DLC to Mario Kart, I was they were like, oh, the waves within two years. Like, I don't know how many tracks within the next two years. I thought, oh, man, this is stupid. Why, why don't they just throw it all in once, or all at one time? But it's kind of cool that they've done this because the first, like, two were not that great. Mm -hmm. And then they heard the feedback from it. So this last wave was had some fucking fantastic tracks. Oh, yeah. And this new one looks great. So it's cool. Uh, they're also adding Birdo as a character in it. Um, but the more they... It's a positive. All this is positive. But the more they release these extra courses, how the hell is Mario Kart 9 even going to compare? <laughs> like this... I've talked yeah, about it before. Shit. Dude, like... If Mario Kart 9 doesn't come out with like... Half of what Mario Kart 8 Deluxe has... People are going to say it's shit. Yeah. Because... Look, we, we've all talked about this, and we all feel... I mean, we all agree that there's a lot of ports from the Wii U that came out on Switch, but no one really had a Wii U. Me and two other people bought a Wii U, <laughs> right? And for people, Mario Kart 8, this is Mario Kart 8. Like, it's not, not the Wii U version. This is it. And that had a ton of shit in it. Like, a ton of stuff in it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Unless Mario Kart Nine takes it to a whole new yeah. level, like well, the, what I feel like I, I they would it would be cool for them to do is release nine, but then have a plan like we're every other month we're gonna release this many tracks. They have, a couple, to. You have yeah. to. Yeah. Like a plan. Like a plan. Like a dude. phase. Like fucking how Marvel does it. Because <laughs> I could already see the reviews. If it doesn't live up to eight, this is the IGN review. Not enough courses. Not as innovative of eight, as eight. Doesn't do anything to push the series. Uh, uh, just doesn't feel as tight as the original. Nine and a half. I think the only way they could really overcome that double dash would just be like, I guess that's one that that would triple be the dash. Way. 
that would be the lazy way to do it is to bring back Double Dash to get no, the dude. Or they would have to uh-huh. revamp the series and really move it forward as far as a yeah. gameplay mechanic. Then you could actually argue, hey, we're moving it forward. We're doing something now, you know, different. But even that has its own risks too. Mm-hmm. You, you could do three kinds of racers. Double Dash, where they're fucking fast but can get knocked off easily. A regular one where it's just normal Mario Kart and a heavy one where you can fucking you're a fucking brute. Yeah. And just knock everybody out, but you're slower. Yeah. Just fucking do that. Yeah, it's gotta it's gotta do something, man. It's they can't that's what's crazy. Like I was thinking right now, like what could they do? I'm like, could they throw in like cause they slowly I think from like Mario Kart seven on, they added like, Oh hey, you can put your glider and you can put your now they're kinda like, Oh, here's your wheels and stuff like that. But you can only push it enough to where if it goes too DLC? sim oh. no if it goes too sim people are like i'm out like yeah. i i have to now have to worry about my gas or i have to yeah, worry yeah. about like airflow <laughs> like fuck this yeah. right like you, i, I only think there could be Grand too Turismo much yeah like parts. it's basically <laughs> grand Turismo. yeah like it's weird it, there has to be a certain balance i don't know man it's gonna be crazy yeah like shit but it's cool it's cool that they the deal this dlc looks cool and the last one was really good so i'm looking forward to it I think they would have to probably not release a Mario Kart for like one generation, like the next, the next, the console. Like yeah. we're not gonna release that shit. Then after that, we're gonna release it. You know how Nintendo fans are. They're like, "When's the next Mario Kart? When's the next Mario Kart?" Uh, it's like fucking deprive them of that shit. Yeah, I don't disagree. It's like, what's the next Smash gonna be? Like, is there yeah. even a point after Ultimate? Like Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe fall in the same category where they have so much in them. That it's going to be... Like, what are they going to do, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Now we're going into the sizzle reel of games they show off. Minecraft Legends is coming out April 18th. Blanc is coming out February 14th. It is the indie game with the deer and it looks like the little wolf uh, cub. Mega Man Battle Network Collection is out April 14th. Have a Nice Death is out March 22nd, which looks like a um, Metroidvania type of game. Maybe roguelike. And Disney Dreamlight Valley's New Realm update is out April 2023. Tales of Symphonia Remastered is out February 17th. And WBSCE Baseball Power Pros was out that day. Bethel, oh, yeah. do you know what that is? Yeah. What is it? It's a Japanese baseball game, like little kind of tiny characters, right? Mm-hmm. I saw recently that they're selling it for a dollar. Yup. Yeah, That's what I was going to mention. <laughs> it's for a dollar, and I guess they're strategically doing that to get the series pretty more much popular in the West. more popular in the West. Yeah. So I don't know if it's more expensive in Japan and it's a dollar here, <laughs> but I'm like, I'll buy that for a dollar. Yeah. Yeah, I was surprised. I was At first, I was like, wait, a dollar to try out the demo? But it's no, like, it's no, everyone's so like, it's so that's cool. Are you going to get it? Yeah, fuck yeah. Yeah, I'm going to get it too. I'll probably get it on the PS5 and then... Oh, is it on PS5? To... Yeah. Oh, okay. It's on, it's on everything, I think. Oh. But I'm going to get it on both since it's only a dollar. Yeah. Oh, no, I was thinking right now, oh, which one should I get? But it's just a fucking dollar. <laughs> Yeah, I'm curious. I, like, those are huge in Japan, so I just never got around to playing them. Yeah. They never really came out here except one year in PS2, right? I don't know. Uh, one time? Never, I, I think the Wii, maybe? No, you might be right. So, yes, that is what they announced at this year's Nintendo Direct. Ooh, but wait. They showed a trailer for The Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom, still coming out May 12th, 2023. They announced a collector's edition for $129.99, and they also announced an Amiibo, all available to pre-order that day. I got my collector's edition pre-ordered. 
I got my amiibo. Gentlemen, did you get anything? Oh yeah, and there was a price hike too. Legend of Zelda Tears of the Kingdom is $79.99. So we're going to talk about all this, gentlemen. But what do you guys think of Tears of the Kingdom trailer? All this announcement of the Collector's Edition Amiibo. And what do you guys think about, about that price hike of $69.99? Uh, the price hike, I mean, it, it sucks because I didn't get to pre-order it. I know some people got, like, grandfathered in with that price. Mm -hmm. uh, but I, I, I didn't know that that was going to happen. So it kind of sucks that I didn't get in on that price. Uh, I want to get the collector's edition uh, if I if I ever have the chance to get it. Um, but yeah, I mean the price hike does suck because you're so used to paying the fifty dollars for for Switch games. Mm. Um, but I didn't I didn't watch the trailer because I don't want to like watch it. Gotcha. Because I'm like because we're so close to the mm -hmm. I think I'm gonna wait. Okay. Uh, the price hike is interesting. I could argue it different ways, uh, but. At the end of the day, it's their choice. They're doing it. That's what they're going to do. Mm -hmm. It it feels in a lot of ways, and I hate to say this like this, as a just an opportunity for them. It's like, well, everyone else is charging, you know, $70, so why can't we? Mm -hmm. um, which is kind of shitty, uh, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, game itself, I didn't watch the entire trailer i just saw some pictures looks really really nice looks mm -hmm. cool um as far as all the other editions stuff like that you know me i'm not yeah i don't really have i don't i don't really you know carry it away mm -hmm. but the base game from what i saw looks nice people noticed that the price hike ended up happening uh they noticed it on the e-shop that it was 69.99 so it got reported so places like uh, you know Wario sixty four on Twitter was just like it's still a fifty nine ninety nine at GameStop, Best Buy, Target, Walmart, and so I got my copy in pre order just to be safe, and then like like crazy it was like delisted on Amazon, delisted on Best Buy, delisted on Walmart, and people were like freaking out. It's still up on GameStop, and I think GameStop kept it up. I don't even think they ever changed it until later, but I think GameStop was probably like wanting those pre-orders so they just left it up like oh sorry nintendo we can't change it uh uh tim has the code and he's asleep right now so we can't change it on our end you know kind of shit like <laughs> i don't know it was just like too. a laugh that i had but uh yeah it was crazy just to see that in real time when when people found it out early right so at the time nintendo did not announce or talk about the price hike whatsoever even after the direct they didn't talk about it at all but nintendo did respond and Nintendo did respond about the, the price increase, and they said going forward, that's not for every game. They're doing it on a case-by-case -case basis. We're doing this to milk your fucking, you milk your tits. So that I know Metroid Prime 4 is $79.99, or not $79, uh, $69.99 right now. Uh, but I know Pikmin is just going to be $60. Uh, other games are priced at regular prices and stuff, but they said it's going to be on a game-by-game -game basis. So my feeling on the $69.99... Wait, sorry, I keep saying $69. Wait, is it $69? Yes. Yeah, sorry. I mean, we could, we've we always had these discussions like, oh, games were $70 in the 90s, and we have it better now than we did before. But I don't know. Like, I'd, I think I'd kind of fall into where Joe kind of feels like they could do whatever they want with the price. But I had this feeling, and I don't, I don't know what you guys think. Because it's only on tears of the kingdom right now and so far that we know it's on uh metroid prime 4 which that game will probably come out 
in like two another two or three years. Yeah. Uh, they also announced that Tears of the Kingdom is the largest Nintendo title on Switch at 18 point I think six or nine gigabytes. So it's the largest. And we won't know until people get the 16, game. I thought it was 18. 18, yeah. Oh, okay, they said 16. Did I say it? I might miss it. We won't know until people data mine it once the game comes out and they're able to look at the files. What if this is Nintendo kind of pre-readying themselves to like... If there is another Switch console, whether it's the end of this year, the beginning of next year, the next console, the, the newer system... And and hopefully everything's backwards compatible. What if Tears of the Kingdom is? Oh, the files are in there for the HD version, the upresed version. That's why they're charging seventy dollars because Nintendo has a heart of gold, and they're not gonna they're not gonna charge you for more for the upgraded version on Switch Two. It's them doing it without saying, "Oh, you're paying for the next gen one." Yeah. But we're not telling you there's a next gen one. But it's on the cartridge, so we look like the good guys. But we're still charging you now, and some of you won't. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, it's it was just something that popped in my head. I'm probably wrong. But we won't know until people data mine the data and find any high res, uh, upresed stuff. Like, oh, there's all. That, why is all this stuff in there when the when the switch isn't capable of it? It's like, well, because Switch Two's coming out and it's yeah. gonna be able to access these higher res better frame rate whatever and then nintendo goes oh yeah that's why you paid 70 because we're just charging you now for something you don't own like i don't know what do you guys think it was just a thought i had it i haven't heard anyone talk about it it's just something in my my mind for all i know they'll be like oh to access this is another ten dollars they could still do that too you never know but anyway i don't know what you guys think no wouldn't be surprised if that's what they did um, but then also wouldn't be surprised if they're just like, yeah, we're charging you seventy dollars because we know you're gonna fucking buy it. Yeah, that's true. It's either one. <laughs> I don't know. What do you think, Joe? Uh, I don't necessarily think if they did something like that, it doesn't necessarily make them look good. I mean, even uh, I, I get what you're saying. Like, they think it makes them look good. I think it doesn't really. It wouldn't do them any favors. Um, I just tend to believe. Yeah, like like I said earlier, and like Bethel saying, it's like this is a situation where it's like, well, we we want to recoup our. This is an easy way to recoup our funds, and yeah. since everyone else is doing it, why can't we do it? Um, you know, it's shitty, but uh, you know, it is what it is, and you know, changing uh, times changing. You know, shit's just getting more expensive. So, when you know, at the end of the day, that's that's another thing too, right? I mean, everything else is getting more expensive, so why wouldn't fucking games? True. So, Bethel, I know you didn't watch the trailer, Joe. You said you only watched a little bit of it. I'm just gonna give I'm gonna give my thoughts on this because I've been having this feeling, you know, Tears of the Kingdom. It's already been six years in development. All this stuff. I even avoided some of the trailers before, but I don't know why I just ended up watching this one. I don't see anything different. No. What they're well, from the trailer that they showed before, yeah, it looks the same. What, just, what they're showing, yeah, but even this, like, happens. what they're showing is you not. There's not <laughs> anything. There isn't any. Yeah. I okay. I have enough faith in the 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 creators of the. Ah, okay, what I might be saying is blasphemous, and and I thought about this during this week, and I'm like, you know what? At first, I was gonna say it's like Legend of Zelda is like Grand Theft Auto. People are gonna love it regardless. It's gonna get ten out of tens, and as the years go on, fucking Skyward Sword got a ten out of ten. You know, it's not a horrible game, but it's not the best fucking game. But now that I think about it. GTA is like Legend of Zelda. 
people are going to love it regardless. You can't talk shit about it because you're wrong because it's good either way. Tears of the Kingdom is going to get reviewed by IGN. Doesn't push anything forward. Is the same thing. Uh, gameplay is similar to one. 9 out of 10 or 10 out of 10. They're going to do that, right? Yeah. No outlet is going to give it a low score or else Daddy Nintendo is going to be mad and not give you early access, right? It's going to get reviewed well regardless. What they're showing is is probably they're probably surprising everybody and that's the first five hours and then boom we get a whole new game that's what i'm hoping for and i'm pretty sure that's probably what it's going to be but with what they're showing me is now making me less excited and also i don't even want to replay breath of the wild because i feel like it might ruin it like <laughs> yeah i just played this right now you know and i'm not even complaining about it better not have web weapon breaking or all this other stuff. Like, no, I'm just saying, like, it looks just like the first one with some extra things. In the trailer, I saw something that just automatically, the first thing that popped in my head is because you see Link create this kind of, not create, because you don't see him creating anything, but controlling a hover thing. Like, he's flying in the air with this machine. He's driving this thing. And someone made a joke of like, oh, it's Legend of Zelda nuts and bolts, like Banjo-Kazooie nuts and bolts. But when I saw that, my first reaction was developers going, oh, wow, we're watching these Breath of the Wild videos and all these people are doing crazy things with the physics of Breath of the Wild. You know what? Let's add them creating things and using the physics in the game to drive around and fly around because they're already doing it in the regular game. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. It's, it's what they're building in their world that works. So they're like, oh, wow, fans are doing this. Why don't we just have it easy access uh, to do that in the game? I just saw it as a reactionary thing, which isn't a negative. Yeah. But it was I heard a developer going, oh, fans are doing this. Why don't we just add it? Yeah. I, I don't know how to feel in that. Like, because there isn't anything that's showing me what's new, I'm, I'm less excited but look, you're talking to the fucking guy who already spent the money for the collector's edition. I'm getting this regardless. I just have a feeling that hopefully it's a surprise and we get something completely, you know, different. But like for how long it's been in development, if it's more of the same, that's not a bad thing. But I think it falls into kind of how Joe feels about Metroid and Metroid Prime. Like, what's taking so long? Yeah. You know, again, yeah. we had, yeah, we had the pandemic. We had all this. I get it. I guess it, it kind of just shows, like, how fans overhype everything. And, and, and maybe it's my fault for being overly excited for what's next, you know? And, and it's not enough. And maybe ki- they're keeping it close to the chest to surprise all of us. And it's amazing. And we don't want to get ruined, right? I'm probably going to come in here and be like, dude, I can't believe they did this and whatever. But it left me less excited. I guess not less excited enough to not already buy the, again, the collector's edition. But I I don't know. It just made me, that feeling I was kind of getting in the back of my head, like being like, I don't want to play Breath of the Wild because I feel like I'll fuck myself over when when Tears of the Kingdom comes out. I feel like it's just kind of proving my point. But again, I want to be wrong. Um, And again... They'll probably have a direct, uh, a, a solo direct for Tears of the Kingdom like two weeks before it comes out to show like, oh, this is some of the stuff, you know. But I don't know. I was kind of underwhelmed, you know. And I, I think that has a mixture of over being overhyped, uh, it taking so long, and 
wanting the next thing, you know, because it's a, it's 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 a sequel to Breath of the Wild. It's not a whole new Zelda. Like that's the benefit of most of the Legend of Zelda games being different in each one is that it could start from scratch and give you something completely different while this is a sequel. And we've only ever had that with um uh, uh really like uh, the original Legend of Zelda cuz the Adventures of Link was a uh, if I'm if I'm not wrong about it i think it's a sequel from the first one going into the second one and then i mean you have spiritual sequels with like link to the past with a link between worlds um you have some well, something awakening kind of a sequel to link to the past because i have is right after wait what doesn't link to the past happen right after link I, I think mean, sorry, so too. Link's Awakening. Fall. So a lot of them do have like sequels, yeah. but they're different enough to like well, where Link to the Past is like Link's Awakening is way different, and then you have or uh, oh, you're uh, talking about gameplay wise. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. And then like um, one good example is Ocarina of Time, yeah. and then you have Majora's Mask. It is a sequel right after Ocarina of Time, but they only had so much time to work on it. But the idea of the time in in Majora's Mask and and using less assets like where ocarina of time is the grand adventure and majora's mask is the smaller more condensed game that's very different like some people don't like majora's mask because it's not ocarina of time so maybe that's where it falls in like hey tears tears of the kingdom is going to be more like breath of the wild because that's what people want that's cool you know i get it you know you can't you can't that's why i think people are going to get mad what i say but uh, you you can't please everyone, I, be, I guess. So, not everything's gonna be the same. That was the uh, Nintendo Direct. Gentlemen, what did you think of this Direct? Did you enjoy it? Did you think there was some great stuff announced? Uh, what was your opinions on it? Yeah, like the last couple of uh, Directs that there have been, I feel like they've been s- solid. Mm-hmm. Not great, but still good enough to show some some cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Especially like all these games are, 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 are coming out early this year, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's, I mean, those are always fun to watch because they've been something to look forward to soon. Yeah, you know, what I caught it, it was... Was wasn't bad, you know. A lot of games, not everything really falling stuff. Stuff that I really want to play, but enough stuff there that I had interest in that I was like, okay, it's not bad. Yeah, I thought it was a solid direct. Uh, I think the biggest surprise was the Metroid Prime Remastered. That one was really cool. But I think what was also really great was just seeing a lot of these older games that are hard to get getting remastered and re-released. Baton Kaidos, Ghost Trick. The Phantom Detective, you got Etrian Odyssey, all these these collections, uh, you know, the, the Nintendo Online, Game Boy, Game Boy uh, Color stuff, or Game Boy Advance as well, just all this stuff, like, re-releases of games that are hard to get now, getting up or made look nice in a nice little package and stuff, I, I think that's cool, that brings a new audience to be able to try games they weren't able to or w- weren't easily able to access before, I thought it was a solid direct and I thought it was cool. So, uh, also, another rumor is... I guess Nintendo is a. I guess they don't have much to talk about for the next remainder of the year, so this might be the only big stuff for this year. 
because there's rumors that they don't have anything else for the end of the year, which could mean announcement of a new console is why. Because but also they didn't have really much to show last. <laughs> you are correct, sir. You are correct. But uh, I I think as as we're talking about it now as as a direct itself, I think it was a solid direct because this is what what's always a positive about these directs and why just having something like this and the use of of or or having like social media and everything like that is just the news just going out there and people going oh Metro Prime Metro Prime Metro Prime you know. Tears of the Kingdom Collector's Edition's up. Pre-order it. You know, it's always a positive. So I like these directs. They're fun. They're always something that's cool to get used to or get look forward to. So, yeah, no, solid direct. But yeah, uh, that's gonna be it for this week. But before we go, before we go, there's another bit of news that I want to talk about. Uh, there was a Tekken tournament uh, this past week, and during that tournament, uh, they showcased some stuff for Tekken Eight. And uh, if I'm correctly, Nina Williams got announced for Tekken 8. She looks great. Again, I'm not. I'm getting into Tekken now. I, I'm enjoying it. So it was cool to see her announced. Uh, there's rumors. I guess there was a a company conference call that Tekken 8 might be releasing in 2023. But the the year, the fiscal year of 2023, meaning that it could still lead into the end of. Or the beginning of 2024. So that doesn't mean the end of this year. But it could lead into the beginning of next year. So uh, that's some good stuff. But that's not what I want to talk about. I want to talk about something that was shown. Or not shown. But briefly talked about. But then confirmed. Do you guys know the uh, the development team? The company uh, Arika? No. So Arika... You guys will know this by it the title. Yeah, you, once I say what it is, you're going to remember. Uh, a little game called Street Fighter EX Plus Alpha for the PlayStation 1. They did the 3D version, Arika. So we they were the ones who created Skullamania, the yeah. greatest fighting game character ever in the entire <laughs> world. Yeah. Uh, but they also did Street Fighter EX uh, 2 for the PlayStation 1. They also did 3 for the PlayStation 2. They also came out a couple of years ago with Fighting EX Lair, which was originally an April Fool's joke, but got enough traction to be actually made. So the characters that they had from the Capcom titles, they own those characters. So that's why you don't see those characters in Street Fighter anymore. They own, like the, again, the greatest uh, fighting game character ever, Skullamania. They own all those characters, and they made their own games, Fighting EX Lair, which I have for the PlayStation 4. Fun game. I loved it. They did a really good job. But what they also did was they ported that game to the Nintendo Switch. And you're like going, oh, whoa, really? They ported it to the Switch? And, you know, visually, wasn't as visually impressive as the first one, but not bad. It played and and performed well. Visually, probably not there, but performance played as great as it did on the PlayStation or PC version. But one of the biggest things that it had on Switch was it had rollback netcode. It actually worked really well on the on Switch. Switch? Oh, on Switch, yeah, yes. which was impressive. So, knowing that... There was some interesting little tidbit news that during that tournament, they briefly said online, but then kind of mentioned Tekken 7. So people were like, wait, did they kind of, did they mention that or did we not hear it? Then there was uh, some uh, documentation that was, is public, if I'm getting this correct, that Arika is signed to help with online development for Tekken 8 and other things 
but also Tekken 7. So this shows that Bandai Namco or Namco Bandai isn't focusing on the online, but Arika is. And with how well they did implementing rollback netcode on an Unreal Engine, they're the, the company to be able to add this to not only Tekken 8, but whoa, they're going to have rollback netcode on Tekken 7? That's pretty cool because Namco Bandai, they don't care to really do that. But for them to kind of sign a type of deal with them for not only Tekken 7, but Tekken 8 is good news. So I'm here to say this right now. I have called out Trino. Yes, Trino to fight him on Tekken 7. But now that this got announced, now that Tekken 7 is pretty sure getting rollback netcode, our battle is being pushed. Until that Tekken 7 rollback netcode gets added, I will not fight Trino until it does because I don't want any bullshit to happen. <laughs> I don't want any crappy netcode lag at all. I don't want a fucking victory because of shitty netcode? No, I'm waiting for rollback netcode. So you hear that now, Trino? You train, because I got this extra time. I'm taking you on. When rollback netcode comes to Tekken 7, I don't want any reason for you to say my victory was unworthy because rollback netcode's coming to Tekken 7, and I want my victories to count. I don't want no bullshit. I'm calling you out, Trino, so you better start training now. Yes, you have almost 15 to 20 years of experience with Tekken, but I got rollback netcode on my side. <laughs> he does too. Yeah, but I, I don't I don't want no lame victory. That's why our battle, I didn't want to take any wins if it could have been because of some shitty-ass netcode implementation of fighting. No, but now with this news, now with Arika for sure going to be adding Tekken 7 rollback netcode, it's on, baby. So you get ready. And I know you're shaking in your boots. You scared. You scared. So yeah, that's going to be it for this week. If you want to send us any questions, if there's something you want to ask us, if there's something we didn't touch on this week that you want to know our opinions on, send it to us. Ask us anything, anything you want on this podcast you can send it to us at thirdpartycontrolpodcast at gmail.com or our instagram at thirdpartycontrolpodcast remember it's thirdpartycontrolpodcast with a three r d thanks for listening i am your host jesse p.s liberal with beto esparza and drummers and we may not be as good as everyone else but we kind of get the job done later <laughs> All right. So, for this week, Nintendo dropped the day before <gasps> Sorry. Nintendo. Oh! oh! They got us, Joe. Oxnard came over here and got us. That's what you get. <laughs> <laughs>